0: Today we're discussing page 18 of the Weird Weird West, and today is when we truly face the evil of the crows are. Up to this point, they've been dicks to you, but, I mean, odds are you've been dicks to them. It's a stressful situation. We're all time displaced. It's hot out. We keep getting attacked by dinosaurs. People are prone to get a little testy. People are prone to uh, start snapping at each other. That's not a creepy lizard mouth joke, although they do have creepy lizard mouths, these crows are. There's one pictured on this page, actually. You can go to the uh, visual companion on Patreon, free to everyone and see the picture that I'm talking about. And in addition to the face of a crow's are, complete with creepy lizard mouth in that illustration, you're also going to see an image of a superhero restrained in some manner of evil dentist chair with a weird apparatus on his head. This is the eponymous mind probe of chapter eight, which is entitled, Not the Mind Probe, a familiar phrase. I wonder where it's from. No, not the mind probe. This chapter diverges somewhat from the narrative we've been following so far. Today, we are going to be following the fortunes of Ford's Furies, who, upon their first meeting with the Crozar out in the desert, were like, hey, there are some lizard people. In the spirit of self-interested reconciliation, appropriate to our namesake, let's go find common cause with the lizard people and figure out how to get out of here. And then the Crozar responded by saying, you are all now captives of the Crozar Empire. And Ford's Furies were like, beg your pardon? And the Crozar were like, neural stun. Thus, Ford's Furies were captured. And so they have not been sneaking around the Krozar camp the way that the Misfits and the Secret Zoomers have. They were captured straight away by lizard people, dragged to the Krozar camp, and led to, uh, well, I'll let the box text explain. Quote, Ten Krozar soldiers lead you out to the isolated shack located at the edge of the alien compound. Your destination? The Krozar mind probe machine. You're not exactly sure what the mind probe is, but your imagination is quickly filling in the details. Which, given this book's art style, is fortunate. Quote, Inside the shack, you are led into a small room, with a glass booth tucked in the corner of one end. Within the booth, there is a steel-backed dentist's chair, see, I told ya, quote, and a helmet that is wired like a Christmas tree. Outside the booth, there is only a bench and large control console, with its mess of wires and cables sloppily drooping down to the floor. So, the bench, as you may have guessed, is for the heroes to sit on, as they are mind-probed one by one. There's one of you in the chair getting mind-probed, the others sit on the bench and wait their turn. The so Crozar's goal here is just to figure out what the heroes are up to and what they might know about the temporal disturbance. And it makes sense that that's of great interest to the Crozar. It's not of great interest to us because we know the answers to those questions are, number one, just dicking around being superheroes, and number two, not a goddamn thing. What's of interest to us is how our heroes are going to deal with this turn of events. Here, Ford's Furies were trying to be friendly to the local lizard people. Things escalated. Now they're getting mind-probed, not just beaten up, which is standard for superheroes, but mind-probed, which is extremely intrusive, turns out to be extremely painful and somewhat damaging as well, and who knows what the crows are are going to do with this information. So at this point, even if you are Ford's Furies and you are peace-minded, you know the crows are are evil, they are the bad guys, and it's time to do something about this. You have a lot of choices. Two of them are potentially effective. Now, the first thing that's probably going to occur to you is to simply resist the mind-probe, Right? Marshal your superheroic willpower and refuse to tell the Crozar that you know nothing and you're just dicking around. Here's how that's going to go for you. Quote, The Crozar mind probe actually attempts to read the thought patterns locked into the neurons of its target. The machine has three different intensity levels. When a hero is first placed in the machine, the Crowsar will always begin at the lowest level of intensity. If the hero resists questioning at the lowest level, the aliens will then up the intensity to the next level until the hero either breaks and reveals everything he or she knows, or resists all three levels of questioning. At each intensity level, the hero must make a psyche feat roll in order to resist answering all of the aliens' questions truthfully. The aliens are chiefly interested in finding out who the heroes are, what they are capable of, where they come from, why they are interested in the alien encampment, and what they know about the temporal disturbance. If the hero in question fails a psyche feat roll during questioning, he or she automatically answers all of the above questions truthfully. Each psyche feat roll the hero passes during questioning means that he or she has successfully resisted one stage of questioning. Resisting the mind probe places a great deal of strain on the target's psyche, however, so each successful feat roll also inflicts 5 points of health damage upon the target. Of course, the hero can choose not to resist the mind probe and answer all questions voluntarily. So those are the basics, but there are two details here that make resistance a bad idea. Number one, quote, the intensities of the psyche feet rules necessary to resist the three stages of questioning are good, excellent, and remarkable. Now, because we, the readers, know how the intensity rules work, we know that this is bad news for most individuals and definitely bad news for a team. On the first stage of questioning, anyone with a psyche score under good needs a red result to resist. On the second stage, anyone with a psyche score of under excellent needs a red result to resist. And on the third stage, Anyone with a Psyche score under Remarkable needs a red result to resist. Taking Ford's Furies, for example, since they're the ones who are here. On the team, we have All Ears with a Psyche of Good. So All Ears is going to have a 3% chance of resisting by the third round. Ironblood, who even with his literal Iron Will, has a Psyche of Only Excellent and therefore has a 5% chance of resisting the Mind Probe by the third round. Scoop, also with a Psyche of Good and therefore a 3% chance to resist on the third round. And only Cub Scout, battle-hardened little cutie that he is, has an incredible psyche, and therefore a 70% chance of passing each of the three rounds. So okay, Cub Scout is a badass, but we don't get to pick a designated willpower person. That's not how it works. Quote, If the Crows are finished interrogating the first prisoner before he or she breaks, they will select another and lead him or her off into the glass chamber. This process is repeated until they either have their answers or all of the heroes have been questioned. So if you're planning to stonewall, the crows are, you're basically going to need an incredible psyche like Cub Scout for every member of the team. Otherwise, your odds are like single digit that you're going to make it through. And any hero who resists all three rounds is down 15 health plus whatever karma they had to spend to make it through. So yeah, it's like a very narrow subset of heroes who can really make it all the way through this questioning. Stonewalling is not a great option. Another thing you might try to do is intimidate your foes. You might think, hey, we made the mistake of trying to talk to these people the first time. Now that they've got us hooked up to the sci-fi lizard lie detector, let me just open right up and say, hey, I'm made of ears. That may not seem like so much, but that dude over there, he's like 10% iron because of his high blood iron content. That little badass over there is a Marine, a CIA assassin, and a wolf. And that person over there has some kind of weird dirt powers. Don't worry about them. Focus on We've got an iron one and a wolf one. You don't want to fuck with us. And you might think, by making this threat while you're hooked up to the lie detector, they're going to know that you're serious about being powerful superheroes and maybe like let you go or negotiate with you. It's not going to happen. We'll talk about the resolution of this scene tomorrow, but all that happens if you convince the crows are that you're real badasses is that they take extreme measures to beat you down and make sure you don't escape. Here are the two effective ways to deal with this scene. Number one, just straight up beat up the 10 crows are and run away. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. That's where we get the details on what happens if you live all of our fantasies and decide as you're sitting in the dentist chair, fuck this, I'm out of here, and bolt upright and beat everybody up and run out of the building. Or maybe that's just what I think about at the dentist. I don't know. But anyway, that's tomorrow. Number two, and much more interesting, in my opinion, you have the option of lying to the crows are attempting to defeat the mind probe. And specifically, you have the option of lying to the Crozar to make them believe that you suck. Because if you do that, you're going to be basically a minimum security prisoner, and then it's easier to get out later. If they don't think you're a threat, then everything is going to go better for you. And you've got a head start on this because you all just got beaten up, probably. That's, That's how you ended up in this scene. Here's how lying works. Quote, A clever hero might try to fix some sort of false set of answers in his or her mind, hoping to deceive the mind probe into believing that the answers are the truth. Tricking the mind probe requires an enormous mental effort. Any hero who tries this tactic must make an incredible intensity psyche feat roll to succeed. If the ploy succeeds, the Crowsar are then entitled to an incredible intensity intuition feat roll to see if they notice the deception themselves. And he goes on to say that if you fight the machine first before you pretend to give in, then the intensity of the intuition roll is higher for the Crowsar. Your ploy is more convincing because you did painful resistance first before you ostensibly spilled the beans. Uh, but... Because of the way the intensity rules work, everybody take a drink, it actually makes no difference um, because the author doesn't understand the intensity rules. Fooling the crows are, per se, is not a problem. The problem is making your own incredible intensity psyche roll to defy the mind probe and lie while the machine is active. This is very difficult. Not every group is going to be able to do this. And it's almost unthinkable that most of a group would be able to do this. Like if most of the people in your group have incredible psyches, You know, unless you're a whole group of squishy psychics or magicians or something, in which case, good luck against that 20-story dinosaur in the earlier scene, or the bulkheads of your own fucking ship, for that matter. Um, Except in those events, you're not going to have a group full of people who have incredible psyches or better. If you have one at all, it's going to be like one person. So the group is going to have to somehow find a way to resist or escape one by one or some way to avoid someone else breaking before the designated liar on the team gets to lie. Because once the crows are have the information they want, then they stop questioning the group. So whenever someone lies successfully, then it's over. The crows are not very bright, they do not verify. This is what poor intuition looks like. The mind probe is impressive technology, but it cannot make you not a rube. That's deep down, that's in your lizard bones. So if you've got somebody on the team who can lie, then maybe that's a possibility. Figure out how to get them to the front of the order or maybe spend a lot of karma to have whoever's in front of them resist, that's that's one way to get to this second successful strategy of convincing the crows are that you suck. Ironically, you have to be <laughs> pretty goddamn powerful, at least in the mental department, to make this plan work. However, there's another option, and it's not explicitly called out here, but we're gonna see, like, between what's on today's page and tomorrow's page, this option definitely exists, and it is the most fun, I think. If you can prevent questioning decisively or for long enough for the crows are to give up while still convincing them that you suck. Then you're going to be sorted into the minimum risk category and you're going to have an easier time going forward. So really for Ford's furious here, the best play is to shut down this mind probe machine while appearing to be garbage. Like what can we do that makes us look bad, but also makes the machine stop working. I've got a list of options here, some possibilities, uh, first of all, Iron Blood. Iron Blood has minor magnetic powers due to his blood's high iron content, and it's not like he needs to wave his hand and yell "magnet" or anything like that. It just he can just affect things magnetically without a lot of outward show. So, while he's either being questioned or sitting on the bench waiting to be questioned, he can use his magnetic powers to like pull out cords, flip switches on the mind probe machine, keep undoing latches on the dentist chair, or, like spin the dentist chair around. There are a lot of things you can do with a medium strength magnet to make delicate machinery not work the way that it's supposed to work. So if Ironblood plays it cool, then he can probably use minor magnetic shenanigans to make it seem like the mind probe is just like a piece of crap. There is a risk here, given that it's only typical strength magnetism and the Crozar have excellent strength, that if they really don't want to go tell their boss that the mind probe is on the blink again, they might just like push the button harder, flip the switch again and hold it in place. Hey, you lizard number eight over there put that cord back in and fucking hold it into the outlet. We've got a certain amount of time in the day scheduled for Mind Probe. So maybe there are holes in this plan. There are other options. All ears has sonic powers. He could use sound suppression to just sort of like cone of silence the interrogator and the hero in the chair so that like the person in the chair can hear the questions and the interrogator can't hear the hero. The, the trick here is don't create like a weird vacuum of sound that's going to make them assume that you have some kind of, you know, covert powers or that you're being protected by a friendly poltergeist or something. Instead, you want to just like muffle it enough that it's like if you're trying to watch a movie on TV, but the TV isn't up quite loud enough. So it's like I can tell that they're talking and I can kind of almost get the gist. But if you ask me what that person just said very dramatically, I really don't know. If you can get it to just that level, which all ears can do, and then maybe simultaneously bring up the volume of the machine Uh, If there's any kind of little creak or knock that the machine makes, raise that level so it seems like there's something wrong with the machine too. You might just get the Crozart to give up on Mind Probe Day, as I have given up on so many movie nights. Sometimes when you've got a toddler, it's not worth the risk. You think about turning up the TV's volume, the stakes are too high. You could just give up. Have you ever spent an evening just eating popcorn and doing nothing else while you eat the popcorn? I recommend it. You don't need movies. And then finally, there's another option. This one is a little bit last ditch, but, but more lasting. Scoop has the ability to phase through solid objects by taking a shortcut through dirt world, the plane of dirt, of which she is the rightful master. She can also like throw boulders, throw sharp chunks of rock. There's a lot of showy stuff she can do. But if she uses her phasing power to phase through a machine, it will cause the machine to malfunction. And in her case, because this is skinned as like moving through dirt world, the mechanism of that machine interference is that She leaves a lot of uh, dirt and pebbles and stuff inside, whatever she walks through. So if she's able to just for a moment slip a hand through part of the mind probe or something like that, she'll create a malfunction. And it's not going to be like a big superhero handprint where, you know, somebody swiped their big meaty super paw through the machine to stop it working. This is going to be like, there's a lot of shit caught in the fan. It's all dusty in here. Somehow we got these little pebbles in the casing and they're like rattling around in there. And if the heroes just stand around looking worried while the crows are trying to figure out who's responsible for their machine being so fucking dirty, that's going to make them look like punks, which is going to result in minimum security. I could say that the dumbest thing in this page is just the difficulty of resisting the mind probe, given that interesting things come from either resisting it or not. So it's like, why make this such a difficult bar to clear? Why not reward a group that's got like pretty good willpower all around and one real standout. It would be great if a group like that had a decent chance to resist the mind probe or lie to it effectively. But it, this comes down to the author not fully understanding the rules. We've talked about that a lot and its details, right? Regardless of how this scene works out, you're going in an interesting direction. It's th- That's a small turn of the dial to make this work effectively. The dumbest thing on this page is kind of a backhanded compliment. I think this thing about like, how do we stop this interrogation while looking like we suck? How do we use our powers in a way that doesn't make it look like anyone should respect us but still gets the job done? That is a very interesting challenge. That's kind of a unique situation. It's something many players will not have ever done before. It's very cool. The problem is there's no like exposition or foreshadowing to convey to the players that what they want to do is make the Crozar think they're weak. The the players have no idea what the Crozar will do or believe they don't know what the consequences of their actions are, so the players have no way to know that their best option is to seem weak, right? It's equally plausible to think, well, the Crows are respect strength. If they're convinced that we're very strong, they're not going to try to fight us head on. If we can convince them that we truly don't know what's going on here with the temporal disturbance but want to help, then maybe they'll be allies with us. Uh, maybe they'll believe a lie that we can help them if they'll let us go back to the time machine, and then we'll lure them out into the woods near our time machine, and then we'll kind of like ambush them out there and then make our escape away from the camp. There are all these different plausible options that you might try, but the judge knows looking at the text, those things won't work. The one thing that really will work is kind of playing possum through this scene, which is a super fun option that probably most groups will never take because they have no way to know that that's the win condition here. This is an issue of being excessively GM-minded in your adventure writing, creating cool situations and dynamics and consequences but forgetting to tell the players that they're there. So it's just a thing for the GM slash reader to read and think, oh, that's clever, that's fun, and then it never hits the table. Speaking of things hitting other things, join me next time for viable plan number two to escape the evil of the Crows are beating the lizard shit out of them on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big Megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening.